Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to the penultimate episode of Friends of Friends Series 8. My name's Pete Allison. Here's Dave Cripp. Ahoy, hoy, Peter. Penultimate Pete, that's what I'm going to call you. That's me. That's what they call me. Um, do they? Has, has anyone else ever called you that before? Um, no. I'm not sure what sort of nickname Penultimate Pete would be. Um, no, I'd have to be second last. Maybe my... <laughs> High school PE teacher. That feels like that feels like about where I fit in the old running order. Uh, was that is that is that where you sort of came in? Uh, then no, I'm being harsh to myself. I'd say that we once did cross country, and I came literally halfway. Okay, that's about right, isn't it? I yeah yeah because like I don't think I don't think of you as a sort of PE loser. Do you know what I mean? Uh, thank you. I think, I think you as- well, I know stuff about sport. I was just shit at it. No, but you're an athletic. You're an athletic fellow. I just I don't think of you as someone well, these that- days more so than I ever was. At yeah, that point. that's interesting. Me too, actually, in the sense that I just we've, I think we both probably just reached an age where we decided we had to try. Yeah. Otherwise, it was all going to go terribly wrong. Would you like to know what I got up to today? Yes, please. Sorry, how rude of me not to ask. No, I, I feel like I need to share this. Um, just so I've sort of placed it on record. And it may be a case of oversharing. Okay. but um, When has that ever been a problem on this podcast? Well, exactly. We're sort of past that, aren't we? Um, at, for work today, I was out and about, like, reporting. And I had my car. And um, there were no public toilets. And I was in a rush to, like, send my, my, my little report, my silly little report. I don't know where this is going at all for work and um i was like well i i need to have a wee right but um to anyone who's not in the uk right now it is exceptionally cold here oh, like yeah. unusually cold mm. for the uk we're talking like minuses yeah um which doesn't happen here very often and um so i didn't want to have a there were no public toilets and i didn't want to have like a wee in the trees sure and i was at a park so like I don't want to be that. Per- I don't. I didn't want to have my dick out in some trees in a park, Dave. Particularly at minus two. And so I had an empty Seven Up bottle. Okay. So in my car, seven up free. I thought, uh, yes, it was. Yeah, Seven Up Wee. So, well, it was was shortly after, but I had this sort of stressful wee 
in the bottle. Mm. Was quite pleasantly surprised with my um, aim. By the way, there was no, there was no sort, no accidents occurred in that respect. I didn't think. I didn't think I'm not, but okay, yeah. Dave, what's the what's the the panic you could imagine when you're weighing in a bottle? The the the, the capacity running out. The capacity. Yeah. So then I had to stop weighing. No, you, you, which oh, is over five hundred milliliters. Incredibly difficult to do. Um, yes, I am starting this podcast by talking about piss. Um, so then, I, then I had to empty the bottle onto the ground next to the car, and I was like, Christ. "God, I hope no one sees this." Yeah. Stop me when I stop me when you think I've passed the oversharing. Oh, limit. I, I, we missed that window a while back. Uh, you, you're right. into that. You're into that. I'm just intrigued by anyone that's listening to this podcast for the first time now as, as to their perspective mm. on this, because I don't think we're necessarily a very lewd or crude podcast in general. But um, if you have just joined us, welcome. It gets very frenzy very soon, and then we'll stay on topic of friends. But I would like to hear the end of this story. And then I had to refill. Not all the way up. I was going to say, that's a, that's a decent uh, pr- production. I don't know what the word is here. Oh, God. Um, so that was the glamorous day of out and about reporting that I've had. Showbiz, eh? There's no business like show, show business. That's what they say. Yeah. When I got my new job, this is exactly what I hoped. Show, more, <laughs> showbiz, more like show whiz. Or show piss. No, that doesn't really work. I did, I did a good thing. <laughs> show, Yours was better. Show piss. Show piss. Um, um, there you go. Okay. So I, as you can tell, I'm very tired. It's been a long day. Yes, it has. And, and and do you feel safe now in the surroundings of your own home with a toilet? It's just nice hand? to be near a toilet, yeah. 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 No, I can, I, I, I can heavily empathise with that sort of sense of relief. So, okay, yeah. well, uh, and... Just before we finish this, and this isn't to do with friends, but the rest of it will be the the all I had in my head during all of that story was the scene in the office where Dwight is trying to pee into a can in the back of the car. Yeah, I cut the tip yeah. off my penis for nothing. Oh. Yeah, I love that line. Oh, ooh, did a little. Shiver. I did say bottle, not can. Yes, no, I know, and that was very pleasing because can is terrifying. Mm. Um, okay, well, shall we? And this, I don't think this sentence has ever been more welcomed. Shall we talk about friends? <laughs> I wonder if I'll leave all that in or whether I'll edit it out. It's important that you leave it all in. Do you think? Yeah, I don't think there's been an edit point yet, Pete. I think what, what you've heard so far is exactly as was recorded. I think okay. despite the, the nature of the content, it's been a very uh, professionally told story and there's no need for any edits or chops and changes, Pete. Okay, fair enough. There you go. Friends? Uh yeah, let's talk about friends. Let's, let's, let's. Right, well, it's a double requester again, Dave. Okie dokie, karaoke. Uh, shall I read the first one out? Yeah, go on. It's from, just getting it up, Louise. Hi, guys. Can I please request the one with Russ? Mainly because what a weird concept for an episode. Actually, she says oddball concept for an episode. I, the word oddball is very satisfying. Which could only have been made weirder by having Ursula pop up too. Yes, that is true. I think that would have been too mad. Uh, the bits that really stand out for me are the stark difference between UK and US drinking culture. <laughs> yes, we'll talk about that. Um, Joey both getting his dual break and cooking. Yeah. And of course the Russ, Ross, Rachel, Julie shenanigans and plenty more mentions of Bob Saget. Uh, thanks for the podcast. I now listen to the relevant fwfeps in order as I continue to watch friends on repeat like a basic millennial I am. Hey, Louise, don't, you know, we're all basic millennials here. 
I imagine. Yeah. I think that's our, um, that's our demographic. If I ever had to put it on a sort of PowerPoint, I would just put basic. Why are you calling everyone who listens to this podcast basic? Well, I, I was including me and you in it. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a, uh, that's yeah. what we share, yeah. right? We're all, we're all involved in some way in the podcast about friends. Yeah. And yeah. It's not, uh, to be fair, friends, friends is the most basic. Right. Of it's all not the like, programs. it's not that cool of a show, is it? Like, we all know that. We love it and we share a love friend. That's why we're here. But ultimately, it's not like saying, Oh, I, I like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia or something where people are like, Oh yeah, you're a bit like, you, you like a bit more edgy comedy, you know, it's friends. It's, it is basic in a wonder, wonderful way. Well, now you slagged everyone off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another basic bitch no, is Helen, <laughs> who's uh, got in touch. Helen says, no one can um, call you basic, by the way, no one else. This is like when you can call your family, whatever you want. Okay, someone fine, else fine, does fine, it. fine. It's not all right. You know, uh, Helen says, Ahoy, hoy, Dave and Pete. Love the podcast. Thanks, Alan. Thank you. Maybe not anymore since we called you basic, but. Uh, discovered it about halfway through last year and have been commuting, cooking, and working from homing with you ever since. Oh. Um, I'm slightly concerned about the, when the episodes won't be readily available and I'm rushing to one a week. Oh, yeah, if you've caught up. Mm. Sorry. Um, I'd like to request, well, you can probably guess, the one <laughs> with Russ. Yes. It's got ross dressed in prosthetics pretending to be a lookalike of himself that rachel's dating and not notice the resemblance and monica uh, we all know that we know that because we've just heard it haven't we from louise but then helen adds um would love to hear your take on this very strange comedic scenario and looking forward to hearing dave you're gonna feel so smug right now and looking forward to hearing my request read out in approximately 2025. Whoa. We are three years ahead of schedule, <laughs> Helen, so suck on that. In your face, in your face. Um, no, I mean, I'm absolutely thrilled that we're... When did she send this out of interest? Do you have a date of... To be fair, she was one of the most recent crop, but um, got bumped up the list because somebody had already requested the episode. Ah, yeah, the classy way of jumping the queue, I see. Fine. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go, Helen. That's what you've done. You found the loophole, and we have addressed your concerns before the end, even, of the year of our Lord 2022. Uh, there we go. There's the requests. Would you like a synopsis? I feel like we've had the sort of synopsis, haven't we? Yes, I think Frankly, so. Pretty but I'll much. give you the production code, because that's important. Uh, 457311. Nah. And, but noticeably... Noticeably, notably, and noticeably, depending if you noticed it or not, but notably directed by Tommy Schlamy, uh, who is... To- the, what a name! Do you know Tommy Schlamy? No, it's, who's it's that? It's a great name, isn't it? Uh, Tommy Schlamy is the director who is uh, other half of the Aaron Sorkin sort of team. So all, oh, all okay. of the, he directs all of the West Wing, all of Studio Six, you know, like all of that, basically. Um, he is the guy that sort of came up with the walk and talk and all that stuff, stuff on the West Wing. So very much has his uh hands what's what do you call it when you've got your fingers in pie fingers in pies <laughs> what do you call it when you've got your fingers in pies <laughs> <laughs> Can't have fingers in pies, mate. he's got a lot of fingers more of his fingers are in drama pies i would say but he is he has his toes in a comedy pie toes in this comedy pie only two episodes of friends he does this one and the one after the one with the lesbian wedding another absolute banger so you know, when he turns his hand to it, he knows what he's doing. And after he left, they clearly thought we need some safe hands here because Michael Lembeck's on the next one. And you know, when Lembeck's oh, on it, it's it's the it's the A team. You know. Mm. 
Right, okay, there's a lot to get into here, Pete. And so, firstly, it's the final appearance of Fun Bobby and of Julie. It's the first appearance of Estelle as Estelle. Oh, I didn't realise it was the first appearance of Estelle as Estelle, because yeah. what an entrance that is. Well, I sort of started jotting in my notes, like, always nice to see Estelle. And I was like, no, we haven't seen Estelle before. We have seen her, those of you screaming at your wirelesses. Uh, the, uh, we have seen her as a nurse, haven't we, in the, yeah. in the birthing episode. The birthing episode. But, uh, yeah, this is the first appearance of Estelle in, in that character. And yeah, it's such a good, should we start there? Is that the best? Yeah, place? it's, do you know the best bit? There's two great Estelle bits. Yeah. The cigarette dispenser. Yeah, so good. And the timing of the cigarette dispenser yes. when she sort of finishes a sentence and then pops it up. Great. She is one of the, I would say, flawless characters in Friends. I don't think she yeah. does, I don't think she does anything, June Gable, that doesn't make me at least chuckle and usually laugh out loud heartily, you know? And then the other great bit is her, uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Her really, <laughs> her really wheezy pained, uh huh. Yeah. Uh, great. Well, we get to see her properly agenting here because, I'd say it's fair to characterize her as not a very good agent that we just sort of hear stories about not being a very good agent. But in this situation, she's, you know, grasping the ball by the horns, making the calls, trying to get her client the job. And, you know, it's not really in her control, it turns out in the end, but she, you know, she does what she, what she can and advises him subsequently, you know? Nice to see the Joey days of our life, days of our days, days of our lives. Days of our lives. It's nice to see the Daves of our Daves lives of our um, part being offered as well, because that's just a fundamental part of Joey's character, and this is its starting. Origin story here, isn't it? And his origin story, yeah. surprisingly, starts with a fairly rare bout of sexually-based morality. Yes, he he, he doesn't want to uh, have sex for professional benefit, does he? Very un-Joey, I would say, that is. Yes, correct. Like, Joey, we, 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 we've talked quite a lot about how Joey is probably one of the, actually, the most moral friends in terms of you know, how he cares for his friends and treats them. And he does make a lot of good decisions. But when it comes to sex, he just has a laissez-faire attitude usually, doesn't he? And he's, I'd say, fairly happy to sleep with anybody that he wants to sleep with, no matter the scenario, apart from here. And this is his real moral quandary. I, you know, at the start, when he's looking at reviews, yeah. um, uh, how you could not make the production he's in sound more generic than... Joey plays the king. The king. <laughs> there's, there's no other detail. He's just the king in something. If you were to think of a show that had a king in a play or a show, what would it be? What are the first thing you think of? A school nativity is what springs to mind. Really? That's interesting. I was on the front of a local paper for playing the th- for one of the kings. Oh, really? Which king? Yeah, when I, well, when I, well, I don't know. One of them. Three kings off of nativity. Yeah, nativity. which one? Like I talk? Gold, frankincense or myrrh? Oh, I can't remember. I was like five. Come on, mate. Come on. Um, you, know, you surely would have known if it was Merck or Absolute Madness. I can remember it being um, the the prop being some like a small box wrapped in shiny wrapping paper. Yeah, maybe silver then. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm based on nothing. Oh, silver's not even one of them. I meant gold. Yeah, he doesn't. Who, who, <laughs> who gives Jesus silver? That doesn't happen. Uh, a, a low budget primary school version? Yeah. We've run out of gold. Yeah, we'll right, just God. give him. He's got a bit of silver. You're giving him a bit of salt, and you're just giving him a shoe. 
I don't, I don't think uh, the critic is great either, by the way, because in their um, critical analysis of the production, they just describe Joey as sucking, which I think if you're a professional critic, you should probably do better. Oh, I want a word of the journalist that thought it was appropriate to use that sentence in a uh, a broadsheet review. You know, brilliant yeah, new levels fair. of sucking. You should not. You do you know who's do you know who is achieving brilliant new levels of sucking, Mister Journalist? Yeah. Could oh, I? Mrs. Journalist. Uh, no, no. Uh, actually, in this in this case, Pete, that was clearly a man. The, right. the terrible journalist was clearly a <laughs> but, man. Do you know what? Yeah, he's clearly he's clearly got that job which he shouldn't have Correct. because he's a man. Exactly. Therefore, you're right, yeah. Mister Journalist. Happy, happy to, uh, to 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 not nod to equality there based on the context. You know, uh, I also really like one of my favourite lines, which is just Ross's. I don't want to in that scene when they're talking about the reviews. <laughs> Ross, read yours. I yeah. don't want to. It just it's a lovely little delivery and sort of almost childlike pain in Ross's voice where he's like, No, not me, don't pick on me. By the way, you know that scene when Joey is in uh his kitchen and Chandler gets home? Yep. First thing you notice about Joey in that scene, what's he doing? Cooking sauce. Cooking sauce? Making right. sauce do you make sauce? Cooking okay. like an industrial quantity of sauce, right? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't get mentioned. What do you mean? The fact that he's cooking shitloads of sauce does not get referenced. Uh, Chandler makes a quip, doesn't he, about it? It says Italy called and said it was hungry or something. But, like, the explanation as to why it's happening... I see, yeah. Yeah, we're just led to believe it's sort of stress cooking, I guess, right? Stress sauce. Stress oh. sauce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're quite right, actually. It's, it's not sort of explicitly divulged, is it? Like Monica with her jam. Yeah, the jam plan. Um, he's not very good at making sauce, though, is he? I mean, he's good at making it in quantities, but there's a lot of it on the fridge, for example. Yeah, he's um, he's got a lot of splashback, hasn't a he? A little bit of splashback is coming full circle to your story earlier. Uh, a little bit of splashback's <laughs> fine, isn't it? But you, that level of splashback you'd be disappointed with as a, as a grown-up, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a toddler's made it. Uh, it really does. It really does. Um, a lovely moment where Chandler puts his hand in the cookie jar and it's covered in sauce. And that whole scene is really, um, really nicely sort of blocked and choreographed, isn't it? And then, of course, Joey does the right thing in the end and, as a result, gets a bigger part and becomes Dr. Drake Ramore because he didn't sleep with the woman for the cab driver role. Obviously, he then slept with her for the... I well, was just about to say, but yeah. there's the joke about him needing a shower, so there's been some sex. There has been some sex, yeah. And do you know what, Joey? You didn't need to announce that. I don't think I would yeah. announce that I need a shower after having sex to my friends. Um, take yourself off and have a shower, mate. No one's judging you. Take yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> take take yourself off, Pete. He's already done that. Um, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, like you say, that's the origin story. That's his, uh, that's his Wolverine. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Shall we move on to not-so-fun Bobby? Anyone calling themselves Fun Bobby is yeah. not my kind of person. But I do like Fun Bobby. Do you? Do you not like him? Do you not want nah. him as a character? Really? You know, when he goes up to Joey and just starts like lifting him up and down. Yeah. Even though Joey claims that's fun, it looks fucking dreadful. Yeah. And you know, in the 2022 lens, Joey explicitly said, please don't touch me. And yeah. that is a fairly large violation. I'll tell you what, actually, on that subject, without wishing to darken the mood too too much but considering this is a 22 minute episode of a light-hearted sitcom it they've they've opted for two of the three plots to be alcoholism and how to deal with it and inappropriate sexual work, workplace behavior i i feel it's a like lot, isn't it <laughs> it is it's quite it's just quite a dark storyline for fun bobby and the other thing that's quite dark about it is that once he sobers up and they don't like his personality when he's sober they um write him off so they ditch him don't they as a human they, yeah they they sort of actively dislike him and bin him which in itself is quite like all right you raised some issues in his life he's addressed him and then yeah yeah, he's, he's changed based on your guidance, and now you just you just left him for dead, haven't you? Yeah, you kick the puppy out of the car on the highway. That's a horrible image. Well, that's, that's sort of what it is, though, isn't it? That's true. That's true. Poor little helpless man that sort of uh, you know had his life changed by you, and suddenly you're not there anymore. I know it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think Monica probably in the initial stages deals with it fairly sensitively. The rest of them don't, though. Phoebe just shouts cake and gets up and wanders away when the subject rears its head. Like none of them are. They're very. It's a like quite light and breezy way of dealing with alcoholism, isn't it? It is. I I just um, uh, Monica's sort of. Monica's sort of writing him off. I can understand why look, nobody wants to date someone they think is boring. No, that's true. But surely they have at times experienced multiple levels of Bobby's sobriety. Like, yeah. okay, you might have like for early on when you first meet up with him, is he hammered and super in fun mode? Well, yeah, I mean, last time we met Fun Bobby, his, was his grandma or his grandpa died and he was fairly sober on all sort of meanings of the word then, wasn't he? You know? Yeah, true. At the party. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? And I think it, it, it goes very quickly from, uh, yeah, like you say, them going, well, I mean, this kind of brings us back to the issue, not issue, but the observation raised by Louise in her request of the difference between UK and US drinking culture. Um, because, you know, six, six people, five bottles of wine. 
Uh, yeah, quite weak now, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's really not that much. <laughs> well, because they sort of Rachel does very quick maths when she goes, "Oh, that's about two bottles." When they all say, "Oh, I had two glasses, three glasses," I don't know how big your glasses are, but what they they all described there was certainly more than two bottles worth. You know, if all six of them had at least a glass or two glasses, that's a lot more than two bottles of wine, unless we're talking sort of um, government mandated measures. You know. Which is not how you drink wine at home, is it? No, that's true. I mean, if you'd gone through like five uh, five bottles of wine, I'm just trying to think how much wine would get me really drunk. So a large a bottle of wine is three large glasses, right? Right. In a pub, in a bar. That's if I the- had three large glasses of wine, I'd be like, you know, on it. You, would you? That'd be, uh, yeah. Well, I don't drink that much, so... No, that's true. Hence, yeah, hence your athletic... Uh- Athletic appearance these days, Pete. Right? Doesn't drink that much, but it still produces a thousand milliliters of urine when needed, doesn't it? <laughs> if only it had a wine bottle in the car, wouldn't have had exactly to empty right. it. Exactly right. Yeah, you had a capacity for days. Uh, but yeah, a bottle is a bottle is three large glasses basically. So they've had less than three glasses each on average, even if you take out from Bobby's sort of uh, hefty contribution to that. I'd say you know, it's probably likely Fun Bobby had a couple of bottles that night, which is a lot for one man to drink. Slash sure. a student on a night out in Freshers Week. Yeah, it's certainly, we're not sort of painting a, oh, a couple of bottles is fine, but frankly, I think we've all been there, and I wouldn't suggest that was a particularly troublesome, although is this going to be one of those things where people go, actually, if you don't think that's problematic, then maybe you are the ones with the problem. Drink responsibly, maybe, kids. I think maybe we should just shy away from this whole topic before our entire listenership uh, fun bobbies us. And don't let being boring when sober force you to drink. If you're boring, that's fine. I don't know what the rest of that sentence is. Yeah, I was going to say, where's that going? (laughs) It is a stark change, though, isn't it, actually? That is probably the biggest indicator that he does have a problem, because uh, I would suggest that whilst my sort of inhibitions and general mood is a little bit different when I've had a couple of wines, I would like to think, as I imagine you would, and I imagine most of us would, that we're still quite good company without our wines. Uh, yes. You know? It's yeah. not, there's not a stark change in, in my personality or yours when drunk or sober. Nope. It's just slightly different based on context. You know, for example, we record this podcast every week and you listen to that. And just because we're hammered every week when we record this does not mean... <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, but we do this sober, you know? And, you know, this is sometimes, Pete... When we're at our very best. Yeah, I didn't want to go for a wee in a park, but I did sit and drink three two-litre bottles of White Lightning. <laughs> this is how we prep for the podcast. This is why it's sometimes late. Um, But yeah, anyway, I, what I do find is incredibly dull Bobby very funny. I find him very funny. Do you? I find, yeah. Like as a what does he of, do that's funny? No, I like the... That's my kind of comedy, is him telling that hardware story. And when he sort of repeats the words... There are no hardware stores. Oh, you I, find I f- boring fun Bobby funny. Yes, that's what Fine. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant you found like fun Bobby fun. No, no, no. No, I find I find sober Bobby as a sort of as a viewer incredibly funny. And all Fine. you know, the interactions with Monica where she's like, No, I'm not gonna have a drink and he goes, So the light went out in my refrigerator. She's like, I need a drink. I was like, I love that uh, sort of world of trying to create really because mundane and it is a very hard thing to do. Do you know what I mean? It's not 
ultimately very, very down the other end of the scale from super funny. It's just mundane, you know? And I love that. I love that sort of, that world. And I think that hardware story really makes me laugh. And all the friends' reactions to it, really good. Really and finally, it. on Fumblebee, um, Monica mentions a two-week anniversary, which is not a thing. Not a thing. Don't go to anywhere for a two-week anniversary. Ugh, guys, come on. Uh, even his knock is boring. Very funny line. Yeah. For, uh, again, follow which follows the actual knock itself. And the only other thing I've written down here is squinky. Pardon? Which, squinky, the word squinky. Phoebe says, don't get all squinky to Monica. Oh, yes, she does, yeah. Funny word. And who's lawn green? That's my question. Yeah, I, I didn't get that at all. Guess who's back in show business, Lawn Green. I actually watched this episode with a bona fide American. And I said to her, who's Lawn Green? And she said, no idea. So not it's right. not even an Anglo-American thing. That was f- interesting watching it with an American, Pete. I've not done that very often. Um, did you hire an American in specifically? Yeah, I just thought it'd give me a different perspective. Yeah, professionalism, fair. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, no, my friend was around. And, but she doesn't really watch Friends. So I was like, come on, watch Friends. You'll enjoy it. And she left that loud a lot. Oh, and there you go. Therefore, I feel like maybe I'll just do this every week and she can give me the American input. Then we won't embarrass ourselves, will we, Pete? Friends with Americans. Friends with American friends. With friends. All right. Okay. Let's. I mean, the Russ thing is fucking nuts, right? I, I, I thought to myself... This is obviously like a fucking ridiculous storyline. Yeah. And I can't decide if I like it for that yeah. or not. Like, I don't I don't have an answer to that. It's 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 so unfrenzy in that it's just like farce and it's basically pantomime, right? Yeah. It's, it's taking us out of the reality so much to the point where Rachel would obviously know the, the similarities or see the similarities because it's the same face and the same person. Also, they literally have the same voice. There is no yeah. attempt or even slight variation in Ross's, in, with a U, in his Russ. speech compared Russ. to Ross with an O. No, exa- exactly. And that is the thing, is that there's no way in a real world this storyline would ever happen. And Friends is mostly really well grounded in at least being realistic, right? Yeah. So from that point of view, it is like a fucking pantomime or a sketch show or something like that. But there are a lot of things to enjoy about it as well. I'm sort of with you. I can't work out whether I dislike it more for it being unrealistic or, you know, whether the other end of that seesaw makes up for it because there's a lot of funny moments, you know? Also, imagine if your friend went on like one or two dates with someone. Yeah. And then their date just randomly came into a coffee place, sat down next to you and started right. talking about your friend breaking it off with them after you've met them like once, which is what Russ does to Chandler and Phoebe. Yeah, at the end. But even before that, based on the context of what we know, okay, Rachel and Ross have had a thing and it's not worked out and that, there's animosity there. Why has Rachel let a situation occur where Ross and Russ are sitting on a couch together yeah. just socialising when she's not really involved at all? Asking for trouble arranging to meet at Central Perk after work. Don't bring Russ to Central Perk, guys. Like, that is that has got to be rule number one. You go to Russ's neck of the woods, you know? Go to his coffee shop. You don't need to rub that in. For, for all Ross is false, it's hard, isn't it? They're similar names. 
for all that's very much the premise of the whole episode, Dave. Well done. Uh, for all Ross's <laughs> faults, uh, <laughs> we don't, he doesn't need to have Russ rubbed in his face, does he? No, no, he doesn't. But talking about Russ's face and Ross's face, the one thing I think they do very well in this is like the voices are the same, but they look remarkably. I, I remember the first time watching this going, I think it's David Trimmer, but is it not? You know, is it someone that just looks a lot like David Trimmer? Like they, they play that element of it very well, I think. And they do actually have a shot with them both in it as well. Yeah. So the shots that are side on are fine. The over the shoulder shots, as with all the friends, are some of the laziest and worst sort of considering what they've done with the prosthetics to make Trimmer not look quite like Trimmer and it's all very well done. The fact they've just got a man that looks nothing like David Trimmer playing the back of David Trimmer's head when, you know, when Ross isn't in the scene, for example, is just, you can do a lot better than that, guys. On the plus side, Pete, this episode is the reason that I know that Mendelevium is atomic number 101. So oh, educational. Good. How often does that come in handy for you? Ah, oh, I'd say only ever once. And that once was whilst writing a question for a friend's quiz. Fine. <laughs> so yeah, it's not an everyday useful fact, but you never know when you might be in a pub quiz, eh? Could be a million pound question. Could be a bloody million pound question. Exactly. Uh, and I do enjoy Rachel's reaction when she does finally click that, that ew moment where she sort of watches them go back and forth is, is very, like that moment is a proper laugh out loud moment, I think, when she when she realises it. Um, and then the only other thing to note that I enjoyed was Ross's line about the <laughs> curator of moths and other winged animals, who has let it be known that she is drawn to me, much like a, well, you know. And that yeah, line that was good. It's so thrown away, and I just really like it. I think it's great. Um, so there you go. There is the one with Ross. Would you like a quiz sent to us from Louise? Yes. Oh, so we have a quiz for this week, do we already? Oh, shit. Did we get someone to do a quiz? Yeah, I got a double quiz again. There uh, we go. This is where the admin falls down. Right, fine. Well, I'll do Louise's quiz, and it's coming quick fire if we've got two quizzes. You ready? Okay, hit me up. What part is Joey up for at his Days of Our Lives audition? Cab driver. Correct. What is Russ's job? Cab driver. No, uh, Russ, is, <laughs> Russ is a... Gums, isn't it? Gums, yeah. Periodontist, is that the word? That is the word. Well done. Yeah, so I think of the, the medical uh, word. Which encounter made Joey promote the little general? And bonus point, which rank did it used to hold? It used to hold major, and I think it's Denise DeMarco. Yeah, you can have that. Denise DeMarco and promoted from the little major. Oh, the little major, sure. Uh, Dave, you should get this one. What's the correct answer to the crossword puzzle that Russ and Ross disagree on? Mendelevium. Correct. And finally, what are the two excuses fun Bobby uses for drinking? Uh, it's Flag Day, or something. Oh, what's the other one? What's the one before the Flag Day joke? Don't know. He is just a social drinker. Social, social drinker, fine. Yeah. Probably skirted over that one, because I've probably said that before. <laughs> Thanks, Louise. Uh, Aoife's quiz. You ready for it? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. All right, fine. What page does the review moniker read continue on? 28. 153, not even right. close. <laughs> 153 in a newspaper? Yeah, yeah I know. Mad, right? <laughs> Insane. <fucking> phone book. <laughs> uh, where is the dumpster from, from Bobby woke up in? I don't know. I don't think I'd have got this, actually. Connecticut. Oh. What number, atomic number is Mendelevium? 
Did you literally just say this? Pete, I've said it like three times. 102. 101. (laughs) (laughs) How long does it take for Ross to finish a sentence, according to Ross? Like a minute? Uh, A week. Oh, God, why am I so bad? It's been (laughs) a long day. Let's not get into that. Uh, And the friends make, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, because I didn't note this down, and I thought I should have done. The friends make bets about who, about Monica and Fun Bobby, and whether Joe would sleep with a casting agent. Who bet with who? Rachel and Ross. No, Chandler with Rachel. Ross Chandler with Phoebe. With... Oh, no. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Because Ross bets. No, hang on. I can't remember which round it is now, so I'm not going to bother saying it. I, I remember noting it. Well, I was shit at that quiz, wasn't I? You were very bad at it. You were Sorry, Aoife. Thank you for the quiz. Thank you for the quiz. Thank you for the quiz. The quiz I'm quizzing. Hey, do you want to know how we're finishing Series 8 of Friends of Friends? quiz I'm quizzing. Yep. Stop singing. Who could live um, quiz? No quiz required. No quiz required? Because it's been sent by... I mean, I don't have their first name, but their initial is S. Um, uh, and what? it is Season 1, Episode 12... The one with the dozen lasagnas. Oh, good. Solid one. Solid one. Bit of Paolo. Bit of Paolo for us. Is that different to when Monica makes lasagnas for her mum? Uh, yes, that's quiches. Uh, that she, the, the nail gets lost in. Uh, um, uh, the lasagnas, well, I was going to say what the lasagnas are, but do you know what, Pete? We'll wait till next week, because frankly, let's not waste I, some lasagna. I do, know what, oh, I, I do know what a lasagna is. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was going to say the, the context of the lasagna oh, in fine, the storyline. I wasn't explaining to you what a lasagna was. Uh, Italian food is uh, a source of, of great affection for me. No, not a source of. It doesn't give me affection. I give it's it affection. Marinara sauce? Yeah. Oh, no, I mean... <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye! <laughs>